Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Mark Atala on the line, and he is the managing partner over at, Capital, or at Carlisle Capital, and this is a very special episode. Um, we're going to be talking about Mark's recent uh, publication that he was published in, which is one of our books, and it is, the name of it is Money Matters, um, Worldly Entrepreneurs Reveal Their Top Tips to Success, and this is volume two. This is the real estate edition, and we tapped uh, Mark on the shoulder for this because he is our lending guy. So first off, uh, Mark, welcome to the show. Adam, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh man, so I, I was really excited to publish your work, Mark. Um, so just to just to just to start off for all the listeners who haven't had a chance to pick up a copy of the book yet, um, Mark's chapter was titled "Why Using a Private Lender for Bridge Loans Is Beneficial." Uh, Mark, just to kind of give the audience a little bit more on your background, let's let's start off by talking a little bit more about Carlisle Capital. Tell us a little bit more about the company, please. So you know we're a private uh, lender. We're an asset-based lender. We look at more of underwriting the asset typically more than the borrower, uh, which gives us, I think, a little bit higher leverage in dealing with more institutional banks who focus more on the borrower's ability to repay a loan versus the actual asset itself. Uh, so it's just a different um, outlook really on lending. Uh, we're more for the developer-type clientele, the investor-type clientele, and you know we're able to deploy capital a lot quicker um, and a lot faster than more institutional lenders do. Let's, um, I think, just to give for some of the listeners that maybe don't have a basis of um, private lending versus traditional banks, I mean, one of the parts that I like about your, your writing was um, the, the, the portion about private lenders versus banks. Um, so let, let's get into that a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about some of the differences. You know, banks just, you know, they're, they're very, you know, they don't like high-risk type of scenarios, right? They like more safe you know, pension fund type of investments to where they can park money in long-term. Uh, we're a short-term lender. Uh, you know, we're designed to get you to your end goal as, as quick as possible because our end goal is ideally one of the same, right? If you're buying a property and you're looking to rehab this property and put it back on the market, you know, our paper's out for, you know, a year, 18-month turnaround time versus bank paper where it's out for, you know, 30 years. Um, so, you know, that's really kind of the edge that we want to give, you know, our clientele and our investors is, the capability to, to have a lender that understands the product and understands what you're doing uh, and, and be able to deploy capital in the marketplace, uh, you know, a lot faster. And so um, so let's, let's get into that, that length of time, so specifically sure. bridge loans. So I know you, you lay out bridge loans in, in your writing also in the chapter. Um, tell us a little bit more about that and how those work for those that maybe haven't had one yet. How bridge loans work? Mm-hmm. So a bridge is typically just, you know, trying to get you to, you know, an end goal, right? If you're trying to, you know, if you've got an exit strategy of, you know, buying this property and, and, and rehabbing it, like I said, or if you've got, you know, a property that you, you see that you want to add value to versus, you know, maybe adding tenants and rehabbing it for, you know, multifamily or long-term use, right? You can't qualify for long-term paper, you know, getting the leverage that we can give you. Uh, we can give you higher leverage than more banks do, understanding that you want to go into a property uh, and, and rehab it and rent roll it and, and then obviously sell it as a business 
and a piece of real estate. So there's different aspects and different dynamics of what we can do uh, that most institutional lenders just don't understand or they don't want to do. Um, and in my opinion, I think that kind of gives us a little bit of an edge in the marketplace. And so uh, in your writing, you go into uh, seven benefits of using a private lender for real estate investment. So, and I, I love the way this is laid out. So um, I'm going to go to, we're not going to hit all seven for the listeners. I know you want us to, but we're not. Why? Because we still want you to go buy the book. So go do this. But we're going to give you a little bit more teasers here. Um, so this is good. Um, so first off, um, uh, when we talk about, let's let's get into approval time. So uh, benefit number three, faster approval time. So if you can get, you know, what is a bank typically versus um, Carlisle Capital? I mean, a bank, man, you're, you're lucky if you get it done in 45, 60 days sometimes. I mean, they always tell you a 30-day turnaround time, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners know if you ever apply for bank financing, <laughs> it's usually much yes, longer. Yes, sir, than that. I do know that. <laughs> uh, and with us, man, it's a very easy process, right? I mean, we've turned around deals in 10 days. Uh, you know, if a broker or a borrower is very organized and they get us exactly what we need on that stipulation list that we send them, you know, we're able to close very, very quickly, uh, which, you know, in my opinion, gives our investors and our clientele, you know, the advantage over other people trying to use institutional capital to, to close deals, right? So if it's an acquisition that they have and they need to close quickly, we're the guys. Um, and, you know, in most scenarios, I'm our opinion, my opinion at least, five times out of ten, that's the case, right? Sellers are always encouraged to sell, 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 and they want to close yesterday. Um, and, you know, that makes the process a lot more frustrating when you're dealing with bank financing that's going to take 30 to 45 days. Um, so, you know, I think that also gives us an edge as a company. Let's, um, let's get into uh, benefit number four, so flexible loan terms. So um, I, I know most banks, and I mean, I started my career in, in lending, I mean, right out of college. I was just a little baby back then, uh, and, I work, and I worked for a traditional company. And I remember we had this thing that was called our matrix, and if it was not matching that matrix, if it wasn't right there, then it wasn't getting done. Um, and then we were telling it couldn't be done. Let's get into flexible loan terms and what that means. Yeah, I mean, we have a matrix, of course, ourselves, right? I mean, everyone has a credit box to follow. But of course. Our matrix is a lot more lenient, you know what I mean, than the, the brutal, uh, you know, matrix of, of institutional lenders. Uh, you know, I mean, we're not just here to lend money for, you know, a free-for-all, right? It's, it's got to fit a box. It's got to make sense, but it's, we're a lot more lenient. We understand what our clientele is doing because, you know, we're fixed. You know, we buy properties and fix and flip them ourselves. We develop properties ourselves. We, you know, we, we understand the end product, right? So as long as we can understand the end product in the marketplace and a little bit of our clientele, uh, you know, it's, it's much easier for us to underwrite loans. So, you know, and once again, I, I think that gives us a huge advantage. And in my opinion, I mean, I, I really do think this is the future of, 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 of banking is just one-on-one -on -one type of banking that, that helps you kind of understand uh, a different for a different type of clientele. Let's get into um, so benefit number seven you have here, local market expertise, because I don't think enough people talk about that. Uh, you know, you've got to understand your product, right? Like I said, we're, we're underwriting more of, you know, the asset versus the borrower, right? The borrower has to be experienced. You've got to have some sort of liquidity and, you know, uh, understand what they're doing, right? But you have to understand more of, of, of what your product is, right? If you're buying a multifamily distressed property, right, and Adam wants to flip these eight units, uh, they're in terrible condition, needs to go in there, spend a couple hundred grand in rehab, he wants to rent roll them and, and sell them, right? Like a lot of our friends, a good friend of mine, Manny Cushman, I'm sure you guys know, is that's his bread and butter, right? Commercial value add and 
They'll buy them distressed, add value to these commercial properties, get good long-term tenants in there, and now he's selling not just a piece of real estate, but he's quadrupled the value with adding also a business to that real estate, right? Um, so you've really got to understand your product, your demand for your product, and that's really kind of how we underwrite our loans, and, and that's really what you've got to look for. Mm -hmm. um, so what is the right type of, and I, I know you work with a, a lot of different types of clients, but what are some of the right types of fits? Because there's some people listening to this right now that they're like, okay, they haven't maybe considered private lender, or maybe they're working with a private lender and they're shopping around and thinking about adding another one to their to their list. Um, what are some of the right types of clients that make sense for Carlisle Capital? Uh, you know, we want you know people who are individual, you know, individuals who are seasoned, you know, and if they're not seasoned, you know, obviously we're still willing to, to lend to them and, and support their projects and their opportunities, but, you know, the risk is a little bit higher, so our pricing is a little bit higher. Uh, but, you know, we're out there to, to help individuals who are in the real estate business as a whole, right, who are buying properties, mm -hmm. holding properties, who are buying properties, flipping properties. We've got great long-term products as well for our clientele who want to just buy and hold. Uh, so, you know, you've really got to cater to, to that marketplace, and that's what we do. And what um and uh, what what types of property? So just to give give a feel there, is there any specific niche, or is it across the board, or is it a give us a little bit there? I mean, we do a little bit of hospitality, not too much. I mean, I want to say really our bread and butter is, is residential. Uh, you know, we do a lot of short-term residential bridge loans, right? Uh, we do a lot of commercial, you know, a lot of commercial value adds, you know. Um, we do the fix and flip product very well, where you're buying a product, you're planning on spending a couple hundred grand fixing it up and selling it for X amount. Uh, we do residential new construction. We do multifamily as well, of course. We'll do multifamily bridge, multifamily development, and uh, commercial and commercial value add. I would say that's really kind of our top six credit boxes. Got it. And um, in terms of uh, REFA 2020, what, what's the plan for Carlisle Capital? We want to grow, man. We, you know, we're trying to, you know, grow a team and, and grow this into, you know, a company that could be a business for the next 20, 30, 40 years and, and have, you know, a clientele who appreciates the value of what we bring to the table as a lender. Man, that's awesome. So it's much cheaper than having a partner, right? <laughs> that's not what it, the equity piece. We're just going in there as, you know, semi-expensive debt, right? No, so I, absolutely. I can't how many lists of clients I have that tell me, you know, it, having you is it's much cheaper than having a partner in it. You know, makes me happy because it's always nice to hear. No, that's awesome. And speaking of, you said being in business for the next 20 years. Uh, for the listeners, I don't think we got into this, but Mark's already been in business for over 20 years. So, uh, so, so this isn't a Mark's not just starting this game. It's not a, he's not a new a newborn in this. Um, and he's a very seasoned lender. You've been through multiple cycles, multiple ups and downs. Yeah, of course. And, you know, when you love what you do, you don't think of it as work, right? To me, this is, you know, a hobby. I, I really do have a passion for what I do, and I really do enjoy it every single day. I don't know if I'll ever quit doing what I'm doing. So. Nah, you're not. You're a lender, dude. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can, I can see it. It's awesome. And if you do great work, I mean, you got great clients, it's, it's, why would you ever stop? I love it. So, Mark, if um, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Carlisle Capital or to connect with you, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, you know, you can call our office. We've got an 800 number, 877-700-1914, or you can email our info box at info at carlislecap.com. Fantastic. Or our website, Carlisle Cap. Uh, you guys can reach out there as well. 
Awesome. Well, hey, Mark, um, really great having you back on the show uh, to talk more about Carlisle Capital. And congratulations, it was an honor to publish you in our most recent real estate edition of Money Matters, Volume 2. Um, so love your work, love what you wrote for us. And uh, to the listeners, don't forget, go check out Carla Capital, but also pick up this book. We're going to make sure that uh, we, want, we want you to read the rest of the chapter and see what the other uh, and see some of the other writings in the book also. Love to connect with you there. And uh, so um, don't forget, if you're listening, Listening to subscribe to the uh, to the podcast, leave us a review. If you're if you're on our um, YouTube channel, also Mission Matters Money, give us a subscribe there. Leave us some comments on the in, in the video section. Love to hear your what you're working on and what kind of projects you have going on. Also, and uh, Mark, thanks again for coming back on the show. It's been a pleasure.